Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Strong, the powerful Mark Victor Hansen has returned to Lifeblood and he's brought his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Welcome, Hansons. <laughs> Thank you, George. We're so happy to be here with you today. Honored to be back, sir. Yeah, excited to be with you both. Crystal is an international speaker, a researcher, a corporate consultant, an author, an entrepreneur. She's an expert in human potential. Mark is a worldwide best-selling author. He's in he is America's ambassador of possibility, a speaker, humanitarian, and a philanthropist. And they are the authors of Ask. The bridge from your dreams to your destiny. There it is. So thrilled to uh, have you both on. Do y'all do a lot of interviews together or? Yeah, for the book, we do mostly um, together. Yeah, whenever we're talking about ask, we each have our own, um, you know, lanes that we go into my coaching business and my other work, skinny life and all the things I've done. And of course, Mark's work, he has another book called you have a book in you. So where he teaches, um, entrepreneurs and other people to be authors. So yeah, but when it comes to ask, since we co-wrote the book, we pretty much do most of the interviews together. I love it. So I, I should know the answer to this question before I ask it. Um, I, I know Mark has just written so many different books. Crystal, are, 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 how, how, how long have you been an, an author? So actually, that's how I met Mark. I was writing my first book called Pure Thoughts for Pure Results. I pulled it off because I'm rewriting it, because I, I really love the book. It's It talks about the seven pillars of transformation. It's all about, you know, self-transformation. But um, my mom had sent me, so that was like, you know, gosh, 13, 14 years ago. And uh, I was writing my first book. And my mom sent me to a book event that um, was being sponsored. In fact, she's like, you need to go to this book event. I got this email. And <laughs> she goes, and there'll be publishers and publicists and Mark Victor Hansen will be there. And I'm like, Whoa, mom, I was like, when is it? And she said, oh, it's the day after tomorrow. And I go, yeah. oh, they're sold out. I'm sure I can't go. And um, she's like, well, just call. I'll watch the kids because I was recently divorced. And so I, I was like, okay, just to humor my mom, I'm going to call the you know promoter of the event. <laughs> I called thinking the assistant's going to call me back or they just leave a note. And Rick Frischman himself called me back. He was the promoter. He was a big publicist at the time. He's like, no, Crystal, we'd love to have you come on over. Because at the time I had a life coaching practice in Scottsdale and um, the book was really about all the breakthroughs my clients were having and just that the power of, you know, tapping into your own ability to transform yourself. So a day, a day and a half later, I'm at this event and uh, Mark's the keynote speaker and in the VIP room, a woman, I had decided I was not even drinking. I, ironically, I'm not, I'm not even going to have a glass of wine. I'm all business. <laughs> ironically, this woman uh, was talking with her hands near me and she whacked an entire glass of red wine on my white pants. Perfect. And Mark must have been looking my way because he was like off in the corner surrounded by this entourage of people. And I was just talking to a speaking coach and he breaks out of his crowd and he runs over, like rushes over to grab <laughs> my hand and he goes, I think I know where the club soda is here. Let me help you find some. And so I just looked up and <laughs> I'm like, Okay, th thank you. And 
he kind of led me out of the room and he actually knew where the kitchen was. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we got the club soda, we struck, he struck up conversation and just, you know, was asking what I do. And I told him about the breakthroughs my clients were having in this book I was reading. And he goes, you know, there's something about you. I feel like you could really help a lot of people, especially women. And he's like, I'd love to hear more, but I'm starving. Have you eaten dinner? And I'm like, no, actually I haven't. It's nine 30. And he's like, would you, let's, if you'd like to join me for dinner, but let's leave the property because people will be surrounding me all night, you know? So I ran up to my upstairs. I go, I need to change these out of these pants, run upstairs, call my mom and I go, how are the kids, mom? And I have to be quick. You're not going to believe this. Mark and I, I'm, I'm going to dinner with Mark Victor Hansen. And she goes, I knew it. I was like, really? <laughs> you knew it. Okay. So crazy. That was, that was when my first book, you know? You want to hear the second part of that, George? Yes. <laughs> so obviously I want to get her off the property because you know everybody wants two minutes because everyone's yeah. got the next bestseller they're going to go on Oprah they're going to do more than me and, and and God bless them I want I've set the benchmark at a half billion but I'm going to do a billion because I'm going to live to be 127 with options for renewal like I told you but we go to the number one restaurant in Hollywood and it's got tons of people in line they go oh yeah hundred dollar bill won't get me in so we just walk up innocently and the guys are looking at the, the plucrotrudenessness emanating out of every pore of my wife to be's <laughs> body and he said okay i give up who is she now remember we're teaching ask so i said you don't recognize her now the guy's on steroids going through people <laughs> magazine and vanity fair and he said okay i give up who is she i said now we're both of danish descent so i'm joking i said well she's a queen of denmark Says, totally no. kidding. Totally kidding. And he said, no, she's not. And he goes, oh, my God, she is. Who are you? Back to questions. I said, who travels to the queen? He said, hold on, you're the king. I'll have a table for you yeah. like that. And 50 people have been waiting an hour or two hours. Didn't have a table. We get the best table. We have the, the wonderful chef come out in the hounds, too, because he assumes we're royalty. And, and by the yeah. way, from a spiritual point of view, we're all royalty. Right. We're all made in the image and likeness of God. So we're all royalty. I just don't have to be the king or queen of Denmark, the two of us. I know. I think when he was rushing us back, we're like, well, I think it's too late to stop this joke. Let's just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's been a fun story ever since. Yeah. And, and and then later that night, you were on a plane to Las Vegas and you got married. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. No, but we took our time to get married. We, yeah. we, we, um, Cause I was like recently divorced. I'm like, I got my whole summer plan. I'm not really ready to date yet, but he was so great about it. He sent me, we started communicating. He'd send me these great emails and always sign them in friendship. But we started talking, we started having conversations. And I think that was pretty amazing because we got to know each other so much better at a real heart and soul level before we ever really had, you know, we had that dinner together and then we didn't, um, I said at the end of the summer, when my kids feel more comfortable with the situation, I, I planned the whole summer with them. We were traveling. I was taking around to kind of distract them and just have fun from, you know, the pain of divorce. It's always not fun for kids. So, um, yeah. So at the end of the summer, I'm like, okay, kids are back to school. Now we can date. But we already knew each other through phone conversations. Sure. It's really cool. I, I love it. So how was it actually then working together to write a book? So that's a, a whole nother level of just something different. It's like working with your spouse is, is a unique opportunity and challenge. And I'm sure that writing a book is as well. Right. I mean, it's Mark and I are really blessed because we do, we tend to work really well together. We work on all of our other projects. I mean, we each have our own lanes, like I said, our own zones. So we'll 
write our own content and stuff, but we work together on so many things. And we both really embrace this concept of asking because we're so blessed to meet so many people all over the world, truly. I mean, we love people. We love traveling. We love, you know, people from all countries. And we meet thousands of people, or, I mean, before COVID, <laughs> you <Right>. know, and, <laughs> but now we'll, we'll travel again, of course, we're starting to. But, you know, what we find with people is they don't understand how, how unique and talented they are. Like most people have four times more talent than they'll ever use in this lifetime. And they just don't get it. And we would question that. Like, why is this, this guy's amazing and he just doesn't see it. He should be running a city or, you know, have his own company and he's barely squeaking by or this woman is so incredible. And we're like, what's the difference? Like, what was it within ourselves? Because our lives haven't always been perfect. You know, um, we both have had a lot of adversity, challenges, upset. And what it came down to, we were like, if we were to help you, what's that one little thing? And as we started like going back and forth, telling our stories to each other, reminding each other, it's like, it's the ability to ask your way forward. Because when you're stuck, you know, you don't, you don't know where to go. You don't have answers. Okay. So then you need to start asking those questions. And then what we de determined is that there are actually three channels through which we all need to learn to ask. And um, those distinct channels are ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And each one of those channels is equally important and will keep taking you along on this journey and just keep opening up your life when you feel like your life is just completely closed down. I think it's, uh, I, I think that you've written just a, a, a really beautiful book. Um, I think it's a very, very accessible book and I think it's extremely important. Um, so because there are so you 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 mentioned that that people are four times roughly more talented than than they're actually able to express and and that probably manifests itself all over the place right people just don't live up to whatever expectations they 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 don't lead the or don't get the level of happiness that they're looking for or success or whatever those things are and there's so many different reasons for that um and I think that it takes time and it takes courage to do a lot of the work that you talk about that needs to be done in the book. Um, what is it that, that, that you see stopping people? Is, is there a certain stage of, of this process that, that is hardest for people? Great question, George. So three parts to what you said. First of all, the, the whole title of the book, Ask, which everyone says, well, that's tautological, which means self-evident. Well, it's not self-evident. We're the first ones to detail it. Second part of the title, a subtitle, says the bridge from your dreams, because all of us have these, you might call them different things or wishes, whatever, dreams, to your destiny. Now, we're saying everybody's coded at destiny, at birth level. And then the next part of that is that you don't get what you deserve, you get what you ask for. And we've all been in COVID lockdown. Now, we're not talking about just the people here in Scottsdale or the people in America. We're talking about 8 billion people mm -hmm have been incarcerated, I would call it, in a cocoon. Now, you know, a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, the chrysalis, and then comes out a beautiful butterfly. We're finding out that the only people that get to be their butterfly is if you learn to ask these profound, self-revelatory, self-revealing questions. Because when you ask, you have illumination, you have insight, you have solution, you have desire, you have ambition come back, and it sort of wakes up your soul, if you'll forgive me. And so what you, the second or third part of the question you ask is that the role each and every seven to asking, and it, first of all, is 
worthiness, you know, because you don't feel self-love or you beat up as a kid, doubt, you got fear, you got indecision, you, forgive me, you've got naivete, you've got excusology, um, all the way to um, you're not connected. So you're disconnected. And, and so many people live by their cell phone or their computer screen and they think they're connected. We, we really now know unequivocally based on all the EQ stuff from a guy who traveled all over Asia with talking uh, that you need socialization. We need physically to be with you. That's why the suicide rates are going off the Richter scale, right? And, and they need to start talking to people and husbands and wives need to read this book and go over every question. If you've got teenage kids, your kids are really little, but if you start asking little kids questions, amazing how profound their answers are. We got six grandkids in our blended family. And, and we talk to these kids at depth. And because you've read our book, you know, the first story in here is our, we got a profoundly uh, aware little guy. I'm going a little long here, but Everett, and we're in Hawaii, this two years ago, and, and he got a gizmo watch for Christmas. And he calls me and says, Mimi and Grampy, are you alone? I said, yeah, the beach as alone as you can be. Yeah. What is it? He said, you know, those books you write? I said, which ones? He said, all the books you write. I love them. And he's reading them at six years old. He's really bright. And and they said, are you going to write any more books? I said, yeah. And they said, so? He said, will you let me write this next one with you? And we looked at each other and we went, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying, George, because you've got little kids. You'll be amazed at what they'll ask you if you listen. But most parents say, now, you ask too many dang questions. <laughs> you ask, why is there sky? A lot of go away. Or whatever the answer question is. Yeah. And I, I really liked how you outlined what makes a, a child. And so the, the way that, that, that I was and you, Mark, and you, Crystal, when, when we were born, we have that innocence and that curiosity and, and all those things. And maybe it gets stripped away or maybe it just gets sort of piled on the different personas. And so this is an exercise and life is of trying to peel those layers back and to get back to that, that, that neat naivete that curiosity that 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 innocence and that was the hardest thing for me and it took me until i was probably 38 years old to actually start to go through that process of really trying to get down to what is it that really makes me happy getting past the shame of things that have happened in my life and 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 all those things um trying to get back to where 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 wherever it is today um and I think that that's why this book is going to be so helpful. Is 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 that just something that that needs to happen through wisdom and or just 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 maturity to be at a spot where you can get at really sort of ask those questions and engage, or can anybody do it? Right. I mean, anyone can do it at any age. What it requires is just an awareness. So I think we need to understand that you know we all can agree this life is not a straight, easy, narrow path with a, with a guidebook on how to do it, you know? And, and so once we realize that, like we are going to have tremendous challenges, it's kind of like the university of life. So we need help. We need some guidance. We need to find good resources. And, and once you um, are able to just be aware of that then you go, okay, it's okay for me to need help. I need to look for resources. I need to look for things that I can sort of hold on to as these principles that will help me through these times because we all did come into this world so perfect. We were so uncorrupted in our ability to pretty much ask for anything and be infinitely curious. We, you know, we all wanted to know who, what, when, where, why, how, you know, and, and it was so magical. It's like, that was, we were entitled. We knew we were entitled to know and 
are. We shouldn't want to know everything. That is the discovery of life. That is how we evolve as human beings. That's why children evolve so quickly. And then depending, like you were saying, how we parented, what happened in school, we got shut down, you know, you're asking too much, just take directions, don't ask them what you're called on. You know, companies were not interested in your opinion, just do what you're told. And so basic life rejection just starts to uh, cause us to question ourselves. We get all of those seven roadblocks that Mark was talking about, you know, the unworthiness, the doubt, the fear, or we're just naive. We don't know what we don't know. So we never even ask about it, you know, and pretty soon we're standing there as adults, pretty much terrified to ask anyone anything and almost um, ashamed that we don't already somehow have all the answers. You know, you see this in people. Like we don't want to reveal that we don't know. How sad is that? That is a huge departure from when we came in and we're like, yes, I want to know because I don't know. And, and imagine if we could just integrate that, that beautiful, uncorrupted ability to ask. And that's what our goal is for people is to really open yourself up to that and not be afraid to ask. Um, especially the asking others part, we said, you know, ask yourself, ask others and ask God. People seem to be so scared to ask other people things. Why do you, why is that just conditioning? Yeah. Yeah. It's all that conditioning we were talking about. And it's so funny how universal it is because we looked at all the studies when we did this book and pretty much everyone going into the study felt the same way that if they ask someone for help, information, advice, or, you know, assistance in doing something that they would be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, uninformed, because they don't know, or, or pushy and obnoxious. And as it turns out, the studies reveal that the opposite is true that if you're just willing to put yourself out there and sincerely ask another human being for something, there's an 80% more likely chance that you will get your request granted. That, and that they found that people actually like to help when they're asked. But the other part of the study is they won't just step in and help you automatically because they don't want to impose themselves on you. So you do need to ask. And for the most part, people will help you to the degree that they can. And if they aren't able to help you at that time and place, you know, keep asking because it's really not about you. That's what we say. That's don't, we personalize everything. We're all a little bit narcissistic, honestly. So we think, oh, they hate me. It was all about me. No, they probably, you know, just got some bad news in their own life or something. They're struggling with a family illness or their kids acting up and they can't stop thinking about it. And they're just distracted. And, you know, they just don't have any more to give right now, or they can't help you, but don't take it personally. It's, it's about them. It's not about you. And just keep asking because, you know, there are some great stories in the book that really are great examples of when people kept asking, even when they were scared and the, and the miraculous things that happen when you do. Yeah, that's, that's, that may be my favorite part of the book is all the wonderful stories. And I think that that's essential. Um, people can really be hearing that these other human beings have actually done these things and that we're not alone in it. Um, but I, I, I know that you've also done such a wonderful job of uh, laying out uh, each step, step by step, and giving sort of exercises and actual questions you need to be asking yourself and asking others and then asking God. And I, I know that people are going to read this and they're going to want to, like me, go through this work just as fast, fast as possible and, 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 and start enjoying the benefits. How do you counsel people to, to say, okay, this is not just one and done. This is a lifetime pursuit and you need to be patient because you might not get the results that you want ASAP. I love your questions last time and this time. So let me just answer it in the, in the biggest way possible and say, 
first of all, we <clears throat> encourage everyone to get a copy of Ask, and, and they were sold on the best place. We sold out at Amazon. We sold out at Books and Nothing. We sold out everywhere. But you can get it for sure on Amazon and get it back. You know, we were printing them again. Our publisher ran out, which he said, oh, I don't think that'll happen. I said, no, that's what we're going to make happen because it's that important. <laughs> book. And when people have transformation, they tell a friend. So second part to that is that once you got it, we want this to be a lifelong um, journey to become what we call a master asker. So we started, we want everyone to go to askthebookclub.com and join us, askthebookclub.com. And for free, we're going to take you on this wonderful journey that is going to last you and your spouse or spouse equivalent or business partner or church or temple, ashram, mask partner, you know, where it is you're supposed to go. Because we believe, and, and uh, I'd love to hear what story you hit you the most, but we believe, George, that everybody has a great, important destiny. And by the way, that gets you out of depression. It gets you out of despondency. It gets out of because what it does, it gives you magnificent thing. The most magnificent power in the world is hope. And we want to give everybody hope. And then the helpfulness comes out of these intrinsically deep questions that most of us don't ask. So I'm just going to go watch TV. I'm going to go get drunk tonight. I'm going to go to a party. Whatever. Not, not that any of that stuff intrinsically is wrong. But what happens is we forget that we're really here in the university of life. And you're not an engineer. You're not just a doctor. You're not just a garbage person. You're not just a housekeeper. You are here to really explore the height, depth, breadth of your beingness and what is your destiny. And and a quick example of that in just the last couple of days, because I had to go to the dentist that reminded me of two dentists that I met. One is made $2 billion because he created dental floss. And and everybody in this listening group has had a string in their hand. Everybody, 100% of us. And the other guy that we know in in, uh, where we used to live in Newport Beach, California, makes $2 million a week. And he was a dentist, but he said, wait a second, 3D printing's coming. Could I print for every dentist in America? And there's 130,000 dentists. And, and like this guy makes $2 million a week because you don't, we get stuck in it. You are a, a host on a podcast. You have had a thousand shows. This is, no, no, that's, that's what you do. That's not who you are and who you can become. I hope I'm not being too personal on this, George, but I'm trying to wake up everybody listening to to sort of say, hey, wait a second, if Mark and Chris are telling the truth and this one little book can wake up miracles in their life, then I want miracles in my life because why should they get all of them? I love it. I think that that's that's well said. I think it's true. So, well, Crystal and Mark, really appreciate you coming on. People are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? You know, I would just ask people to remember, ask people to remember that there is no mechanism, truly no mechanism that has the ability to reveal what is hidden like asking. So if you're stuck, you're despondent, you don't have the answers, start asking. And I would add to that, George, that, you know, we're saying ask yourself, ask others and ask God, but let's just do the one spiritual one. All three are equally important and all three work in a triangle that are self-stabilizing. But to ask God, go to your deeper self before you go to sleep at night and 400 times say, God, what's your destiny for me? God, what's your destiny for me? God, what's your destiny for me? And when it comes out, make sure you got pen and paper and tell your sweetie kids, hey, I'm going to wake up. If Martin Chrysler are telling the truth and it sure works for them and, and George and a few other people, I'm going to have to write this down and I got to write it down in detail when it comes because it's like a wet, slippery fish. It'll get away. And, and your, your deeper, profound inner self knows what your destiny is. I don't know. You may or may not know. And a psychic doesn't know or a spiritual leader may not know, but you, your inner self 
your higher self, your God self is so connected that it'll tell you, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And that's why I went bankrupt years ago and, and had a problem so I could get into what I'm supposed to be doing, which is talk to people that care about things that matter that would make a life transformative difference. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. 400 times, Mark. Yes, sir. <laughs> it, it, by the way, it's what you said is so correct, George, is that we're layered with so much, forgive me for using the classic colloquialism, the garbage, right? Being told this and that and that. That's why you got to penetrate, permeate, fill the inner space of your mind. Go to the, your inner knower is, is robotic. There's a conscious, subconscious, superconscious, God conscious. And to get to the higher levels, you got to go deep, and, and the repetition of the question is what gets you there. Love it. Well, thank you both for coming on. Um, where where can people learn more about you? How, how how can people engage? Give us the website again. Uh, yeah, so you know you can get the book at Amazon or Barnes and Noble, either one. Or some of the small indies have the book too. So look, if you support independent bookstores, that's a good idea too. But it's always easily available on Amazon. Um, yeah. I'm at uh, crystalvisionlife.com. I've got a free resource there if anyone wants to go check that out. And um, social media, uh, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. It's a bit of a tongue twister, but I love, you know, with, uh, you follow me there. I love to answer messages and things like that because I kind of, I like to help people moving through their journey. Um, and of course, Mark Victor Hansen. We're all, we're on Instagram, Twitter, all of the above, you know, Facebook, everything. And then we have um, one other, and that is HansenInstitute.com. If you want to write a book, oh, yeah. and I believe absolutely everybody has got at least a book in them, if not books and plays yeah. and documentaries and movies. And we just want to help everyone explore the full height, breadth, and depth of their exciting, infinite potential. So what is Hansen, Hansen Institute? Yeah, HansenInstitute.com. And there's great videos there, and we give you free gifts. we got all kinds of cool stuff. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mark and Crystal your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Go to crystalvisionlife.com. Check out the hansoninstitute.com and go to askthebookclub.com as well and get on the path and then ask God, what's your destiny for me? 400 times. And then do it another 400 until you get there. Thanks again, Crystal and Mark. Thank you so much, George. Such a pleasure to be with you. A joy to be with you. Thank you, George. And And everybody listening. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.